Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. We are your hosts of the show, Karen and Kelly Sarlow. Whether you're struggling with grief or you just need answers, we connect you with spirit to find relief, clarity, and direction in life. We can help you move forward. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. I need the name of a female for today's story. All right. How about Tanya? Okay. Um, Tanya and I can see each other. And at the very beginning of the session, she asks me if I have anything important to tell her. And that's how she begins it. She says, just anything important. And the spirit guide said, yes, we have important things to say to her today. If she's going to open the floor and let us have a whack at this. Um, we want to talk to her about relationships. And I told her that. I said, I'm going to need a few minutes. Oh, pardon me. I didn't tell her that they said relationships. I told her that I was going to need a couple of moments because I had to download the information. And I actually had to kind of explain a little bit of that to her because she said, what do you mean download? What does that look like? And I said, well, I don't actually know how to describe it. It's a feeling. Would you describe it like that? No. I would describe it similar to this new AI that pumps out information in front of you. It starts writing just right in front of you as you ask it a question. And sometimes when we're downloading, we can talk as it's still writing, right? So we're talking as we're hearing the information. It's kind of like two things are happening at once versus sometimes the guides will say, okay, let us get this all out to you so that we as the channelers understand the whole story before we begin speaking. That's how I describe it. Okay. Sometimes they give you the freedom to talk as they're talking, trusting that you'll just get it word for word as the words come out. And sometimes it's like, hey, listen and read this whole paragraph before you start talking. Okay. I could talk about this for hours, how it works. And how it's different, um, sometimes like all within one session. Mm-hmm. And that's where clients will ask a question like, is this your opinion? Are you, are you just telling me this because you know this? Because I've heard you say this in another podcast, or I've seen you before, or I know that in book club you have studied stuff like this. So they're trying, sometimes I see where the client is trying to figure out, is this knowledge? Is this life experience? Is this you regurgitating what you've read in a book? It's funny because the the client's working too hard to figure out what we're doing. And every single time we're just blank listening to the guides. (laughs) Like we have vacated. Yes. To let the guides just put in the information into what we are, which is the channel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Back to Tanya. Okay. So um, then once I'll call it being downloaded and being given the information for now. So when I got to speak to her, I said, Tanya, I said, the guys um, are saying that when you are in relationships in the past, and she goes, okay. So we're going, we're going past right now. And I said, yes, because wait a minute. She says, are you talking about my present? And I said, well, hold up. That's confusing. I said, I'm being told you don't have a partner right now. You've been single. And she goes, yeah. Also, the guys just said past. 
Why are you asking about the present? Just saying how the session went, but I understand your question. So they were talking about what she's done in her past. And they said, in the past, in relationships, you, um, you lose yourself. And she goes, no, I don't think so. I don't think this is me. I don't think you've got the right thing. And I said, well, I'm not going to change my mind about all these messages. You've asked your guides to speak to you. You've said for them to say anything important to you. And now just as I've downloaded all kinds of information that could take me a full half hour to deliver to you, you've decided that you're going to dismiss everything because you're not willing to see if the guides might have pertinent information. Because you've decided that you stay present in a relationship when they're pointing out a pattern that's completely the opposite, which means I have to throw out the entire download. And I said, I'm not willing to do that. Um, and the guides have done a lot of work to prepare it for you. There's a lot of love in all of this. It isn't just um, random information. It's very specific to you. And it's the subconscious things that you do. And she goes, the, that's really cool. And I really appreciate that you've explained it. I'm sorry. She says, go, go ahead and I'm going to listen. But I feel very confused because I don't believe that that's me. And I said, okay. So the, the guides are asking you to be present to consider, is it you? even though you currently don't think that it's you. She goes, yeah, and I don't understand where you're going with any of this either. So I, I said, okay, I'm going to continue with what the guides are downloading and what you've asked me to do originally. So I went right back into the download and I said, the guides are saying that you are currently single. And she goes, yeah. And I said, and they're saying you've been single for about a decade. Yeah, I have been single for a decade. And I said, but you want to know in this particular session when you're going to have a partner. And she starts laughing. She goes, yeah. I said, they're actually saying that you have a list of questions somewhere on this desk in front of you or wherever you're sitting. And I said, but you've got something in front of you. She goes, yeah, it's a coffee table. And I said, well, apparently there's a paper there with a bunch of questions about partnership. And that you want a partnership and that all your questions are around what this partner's going to be like, where you're, but they're typical psychic kind of questions. Where am I going to meet him? How much money is he going to make? And she goes, yes. And I said, okay. I said, so you do want to know about partnership? Yeah, but it wasn't about past. It's about future. And I just want to know where I'm going to meet him and when. And I thought if I called a psychic, you could tell me, like, could I go to this restaurant or this party? Or would it be at work? Or would it be here? Like, like what, would, what would it be? And what would he do for a living? And, you know, like, what kind of house would my house look like so I can identify it when I actually am in it? I said, okay. I said, um, I understand where you're, where you're going, like, what, what you want. But you asked me to give you anything the guides thought was important. So I'm going to go back to how you directed it. And that the guides feel that the quality of the relationship is what is important. And the patterns that you've had in your past. Yeah, but that, my past is my past. And I said, well, no. I said, patterns and beliefs go with us. 
I don't believe in that. I believe that you can create any relationship you want if you just put it out there. I said, well, no. I said, your guides are... Then why are you calling a psychic? <laughs> because, you know what, Kelly, if this is just a chat between us, I think that she calls a psychic because she believes in the stuff that she is seeing or hearing that is that are cliches and that are simply things that are being repeated to her where she believes I can create anything I want in my future. Clearly not if she's asking the psychic where and when to go find this person. Okay, so I'll say to this some... This is like a hunt. Yes, it's a hunt. This better pick up. <laughs> I'm going to say that I think it picks up, but Great. that's my own personal let's, opinion. Let's go there. Okay. So, so and, and this session required that I had to check in a lot with this client. Because yeah, she's angry. She's not asking for what she actually wants. Yes. And that's part of the point as to why I chose this, that I thought this would be a good podcast. This is literally the equivalent of sitting in front of your partner and saying, okay, sweetie, do you have anything important to tell me? And they say, yeah, actually, thank you. I'm not happy. And they're like, no, 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 no. I just wanted you to tell me that we were good. Yeah. I don't actually want to hear what's important to you. I just want you to validate that everything's fine. Yes. Then don't ask me if I have anything important to say to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you for for saying all of that. I'm just going to, I'll go back now and continue. So the guide said to her, well, one of the first things we want to point out to her is that in relationships, she doesn't actually bother figuring out um, who she is, like what it is that she likes. Ask her what exactly she does. Like, point, ask her, what has she been doing for the last decade? She's been doing things that she picked up from past partners that they liked. And I said, well, hold up. I'm going to need more, more um, facts to go with that. What does she do that she picked up from past partners so that I can point that out? Because she's really looking for me to, to provide that kind of information because she doesn't even believe what I'm doing. Like, I really don't even believe she believes in psychics or that she even believes I'm capable of doing it deeply. And they said, well, she snowmobiles and she doesn't even like it, but she picked that up from her first marriage and where he liked snowmobiling from his childhood. And so she snowmobiled with him and she found a man who snowmobiled for her second relationship because she thought that was important. Uh, because it was something she already knew that how to do. Not that she liked it. She knew how to do it. And she knew that if she picked a man who liked snowmobiling, then she knew how to do it. She could say, I do it. We have something in common. Mm -hmm. I'm finding, I found something in common with somebody. But she doesn't actually like snowmobiling. So she's still doing it. She's still, because she's yes, still trying right. to find a guy that snowmobiles. Go on. <laughs> and so the guide said she also will say she likes hockey, but she doesn't. But she watches hockey and she goes to hockey games in her community, like live games at her arena. I guess that's what everybody would call it, the arena, because she's trying to find a partner who fits into that. But that's all of the stuff that she did in the past partnerships. She actually has talents and can enjoy other things, 
but she hasn't even bothered to figure out these things. So this is going to be very difficult. And then the guides go, just stop there and tell her those things. Just do that. So I did. I said that to her and I said, so currently you go to hockey arenas to find a guy, to find your guy. You think this is where you're going to find them. That's why one of your questions is, where do I meet him? Because you think it's been 10 freaking years and here I am going to hockey arenas every, you know, whatever the games are, um, you know, Friday night, Sunday afternoons or something. And it's been a decade and I still haven't found my partner. So like, I'm just going to call the psychic to see if I'm actually in this in the right location. So if the guides come through and tell her you're going to meet him, um, you know, in a paint class, she's going to look at me and go, you're no good because I don't paint and I'm not going to a paint class. You were supposed to tell me a hockey um, facility and, or uh, snowmobiling or traveling because, you know, when I'm snowmobiling and I go to hockey games, I'm traveling. So I want to know which city when I'm traveling for a hockey game or for snowmobiling. So she's really got her own agenda, but she, but she says to the guys, have anything important to tell me? And I freaking loved what the guides did because they were saying, well, you haven't discovered who you are yet. So you're not even sharing with anybody who you are. So how can you find somebody who's actually going to love you? You're in a pattern. And so they're trying to say to her, you have to be able to identify your pattern first and what the pattern has you believing how you're supposed to spend your time and what you're supposed to think and feel when you're doing it. You haven't even figured out who you are. And so I told her that and she blew me away. I was, I was shocked because she looked at me and she went, so how do I find myself? And so I just said, well, I have no idea. I said, I'm simply going to ask the guides because you asked them to tell you what's important. So I'm going to go back to that and hope that what they think is important is you figuring out how to discover who you are. Otherwise, there's never going to be feeling safe or secure or being loved. So I just said to the guides, what do you want to do next? You've heard her question. She asked for important. How does this play out now? And, and I think it's really important for people to hear how you and I talk to the guides and how we take into consideration and really, truly listen to the client, truly listen and really stay engaged with them, whether, they, whether we feel like, is this meshing or is this a complete conflict between what the guides want, what the client is truly asking and if they if they actually make a shift right in the middle of the session and we have to we have to pivot or is it actually that there is no pivot and the guides really finally made a connection with her and you and I are sitting there going okay how is this actually going to play out so if i continue and do it and download what the guides have given me in that original download do i actually meet the client um, or do, and does the client do a pivot and all of a sudden they get their needs truly met. And you and I have stayed steady and the guides have stayed steady through the entire process. 
So when I go back to the download and the guides and just give it a whirl, jump in with two feet, the guides said to me, you know, when she was in high school and university, she loved research. Tell her to go back and enjoy that aspect of herself of research and tell her specifically that the research project is her. She will enjoy that. That will trigger something in her. And I said, okay. So I did tell her that. She didn't ask any questions. She just listened. And I said to the guides, what else? She's not asking me anything. What else are you doing with that or moving on? And they said, well, we want her to research um, podcasts, YouTube, anything. Just we want her to look at uh, listening to a podcast show. And we want her to get engaged in the podcast. We want her to literally listen to, say, conversation or someone talking. And we want her to offer her opinion. So say she's just cooking or she's in her car driving somewhere and she's listening to this. We want her to actually argue. We want her to give her own feedback. She doesn't. She just listens. And she does that also with men in relationships instead of thinking and then offering her own opinion. She just listens to what they're saying. And she just lets them continue or she feeds the conversation by asking them more about their own thoughts. She doesn't offer her own. So quite often, partners leave. leave they leave her and she has a pattern where all partners do the leaving because she doesn't actually get engaged in those conversations. They just end up talking more and more about what they think about something and they don't feel connection. So they end up leaving and telling her that they just don't feel connected to her. They just don't feel like she's there. When I delivered that whole conversation to her about listening to a podcast and arguing with them in the car or saying, well, I disagree or yeah, I agree or yeah, or fuck that or whatever it is. Yeah, that's that's right. Or, well, what about this, Karen? Well, what about that, Kelly? It, just as an example of a podcast to listen to. Um, or I disagree, or this happened to me. Like, they wanted her to be able to really know what she thinks, and to be able to engage. And the practice was to do it on her own first, because she's single. So that when she does meet somebody, that she already knows how to do that, that she's not just asking them questions to, to know more about what they think, but to know how to present herself, to know how to share something of who she is. But before she can share it, she has to know what it is that she thinks. And she has shut down that part of herself so much that she doesn't know what she thinks about something, so she actually has to do the research so they asked her to do things like pick a topic and research it. And that's why they gave her the idea of listening to YouTube or podcasts or like radio stations or whatever, just to sit there and go, well, what do I think about this conversation? And I thought that was a really valuable, important thing, going back to the word important, because it's pointing out to her that as a listener, she just tries to pull the, the, the other people and draw them out more as opposed to, I'm engaged. And it, it pointed out what type of listening skills she has and communication style 
versus where she could grow. And so we had a good conversation around that. She asked for resources. She goes, I like what you're saying. She says, they're giving me a specific task to do. This is helpful for me. I was afraid you weren't going to give me that. She says, so I'm really glad that you're, you're telling me how I could solve a problem. You're telling me that I have one. And this is, this is where I thought the session really changed Kelly, was that she was such a brick wall at the very beginning, and she shifted right into, oh my God, the guides and Karen have pointed something out that's true. So she made, she was willing to go, okay, I can listen. And then she moved to the step of, okay, they have a point, I do do this. So it did show that she was willing to step out of, I don't want to hear anything negative about me, to this could be helpful, and this could be helpful to the point, maybe my next relationship could last longer. And maybe now I'm not supposed to just focus on, is it the Sunday hockey game, or is it the Friday night game where I'm going to finally meet my person, to do I want to go to the hockey game on Friday night? Is this something I want to do? Because now she's supposed to question, do I enjoy the game? Or am I going to all of these games to meet somebody? Am I at the arena looking around going, where's my person? And I said to her, the guides want you to ask yourself different questions. What about hockey do I enjoy? And she goes, oh, that's a loaded question. She says, because I go to the games and if I can't go with somebody and chit chat about all kinds of things, I'm not really engaged in the game. I'm engaged in the conversation with the person that I go with. And actually, when they're engaged in the game and they tune me out, I look around to see who's attractive. Or I get up and I'm bored and I go get us drinks, hoping I'll bump into somebody at the concession stands. I walk around the arena trying to make myself available because I'm single. And she says, so she says, you're making me think about why I go. I thought it was better to go to a hockey arena than to go to a bar. So I said, okay. I said, then they're asking you then to consider, do you like hockey? So the question is, she goes, yeah, I see what you're doing. She says, you're bringing me back to the question, what do I like about hockey, as opposed to how do I get a man? You're asking me what I like about myself or who I am versus how do I get something? And I said, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. They're, they're, they're trying to bring you into how do you live your own life? And she goes, I'm a little annoyed right now. And I, and I said, with whom? <laughs> she goes, what do you mean? I said, are you annoyed with the guides? Are you annoyed with me? The two of us, like all of us? And she goes, mm, yeah, a little bit. She says, but really and honestly, the person I'm most annoyed with is me. And I said, Okay, she goes... It's good. It's a good place to be. Yes. Because that means you're finally looking at your stuff, and we all have to do that. And we all have to have that little feeling of annoyance that we've done it. Yeah. And she goes, Karen, she goes, um, there's something else I'm feeling. And I said, she goes, I'm really uncomfortable. And I said, it's okay. I said, if I'm correct because of the synesthesia that I have, I think you feel shame. And she goes, oh, yeah. 
She goes, because I'm about your age. And she says, I'm sitting here thinking, how come I didn't know this? How come I didn't do this? And she goes, and I'm scared now that it's too late to just start. She says, I don't know exactly how old you are, but I'm in my late 50s. And she says, I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm just supposed to figure out who I am right now. Isn't this kind of a late late in the game of life? Not when you're conditioned to be what someone else wants. Yeah. And you don't know that you're being conditioned. Like, it's tough when you finally, when someone pulls the veil back from the fact that almost everything women do is to attract or keep a man. If we're talking about, you know, binary heterosexual relationships, um... Women don't even know how deeply buried we are in what and why we do things. I was listening to a podcast, We Are Man Enough, the other day, and um, one of the gentlemen made a comment about uh, how how not nice beige underwear were. And the woman was like, yeah, we wear them for you. And he was like, pardon? And she was like, women wear beige underwear, not because we think they're pretty, but because we believe that we're not supposed to show our panty lines for men. Like it goes right down to how we put our own underwear on or shave our own bodies or style our hair, right? Like everything is how do I attract? If we actually dug into the undoing of that, the, the question always is, who would we be? And some people want to answer that question desperately, and some people don't. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think, you know, late 50s is, I don't think there's any wrong time to start. You start when you recognize that the conditioning happened. Yeah. And so we had a conversation around that, and I said to her, well, I said, I don't know if this would be of any help to you, but that veil for me was removed when I turned 49. And I said, so, you know, maybe a decade before you, but some people might still say, too late in life. But I would say it was at the right time. And I wish that it had been decades earlier. I wish that it never happened at all. I wish that we lived in a society that didn't treat men and women this way in the least ever, not even for a, you know, a nanosecond. But I said, but because the facts are the facts, I'll take 49. Because at 61, I'm pretty damn proud of the life and the person that I am at 61. Because I started the work at 49. Mm-hmm. So I don't regret a single minute of the work that I've done since then and continue to do every single day because the shit that's put on us is still there. Mm -hmm. So I said to her, so even though you're starting, there's no end date. Mm -hmm. There's no date when you finally feel like you're done. And she went, well, that's depressing. Yep. (laughs) I said, yes, it is. Or it, pardon me. And I shouldn't say or let's uh, let's not go into mm-hmm. my black and white thinking. And on different days, it will be an adventure. Yes, on different days, it will be fun, right? Yeah. And on some days, it will be difficult, and you'll hate it. And hopefully, you'll just have enough grace and compassion for yourself on those tough days 
um, to get to the next one. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then the guide said to her that the whole point of telling her about research was because at one point in her life, in her teenage years, her parents were trying to encourage her to try things. They were saying, at school, do you want to be in the band? The high school was saying, there's a book club, there's a math club, there's a science club, there's all these different, you know, there's cheerleading, there's football, there's sports, there's arts. They were saying these things because her parents were really trying to help her create identity. They were saying to her, hey, you know, at school, you're going to be asked about all different types of clubs. What, what kind are there? And she would come home and say, oh, there, there's, there's just a debate club. No, no, go back and ask. No, no, go back and ask kind of thing. And I said, your parents were actually trying to encourage you to join different things in a school system, outside a school system. Uh, in a community, um, like in a in a religious community as well. Like, and she goes, "Oh, that's true." She said, "My parents did do all of that, and that's true about religion because I was raised in one, and our religious community did have different types of groups as well." You're right. And I said, "So the guides are trying to tell you to go back to that that time of life where." you were individuating your parents were t- and she went oh my god i get what you're doing <laughs> she goes oh my god i get it i'm a fucking teenager <laughs> she goes oh my god you're telling me i'm a teenager you're telling me that i married these men at a point in my life where i i stymied my growth she said these men married a teenager <laughs> like this and i said yes yes they did and she goes and they realized it and they left me because I was a teenager and I was clingy. <laughs> she goes, and I identified with their identity. She goes, oh my God. She goes, I dated the first guy in high school and I did this to him. And then I did it with every man thereafter. And I'm still fucking doing it. She goes, oh my God, I'm in a hockey rink doing the same thing. And I said, well, this is a good day. This is a good day, Tanya. You are. You can still go to the hockey rink this Sunday or whatever day you go, but you need to go to figure out if you like hockey. You need to sit and watch the game. You need to maybe chat with your friend, but still when she gives you silence because she's figured out she likes hockey, you need to sit and look at the hockey game and figure out, do I like what they're doing? Do I enjoy passing a puck? Do I enjoy if they do this, if they do that, all the different things they do in a game? You have to figure out how you feel. So pull out that emotional wheel and figure out. And she goes, what's, what's an emotional wheel? And I said, well, you're going to download it. Yeah, your Bible. <laughs> That's good. You're going to pull out your emotional wheel to figure out when I see this, what am I feeling? She goes, oh my God, I have to stay in my own body. And I said, you do. She goes, I'm realizing how much I come out of my body. She goes, as we're having this conversation, I feel how often I want to leave my body as you're telling me something. And then I can feel myself come back in as you kind of give me a real conversation to be in. She goes, is that the right word? It's a real conversation. Because I'm noticing that as you and I are talking, and I notice that as you say things that resonate with me, I'm not leaving my own skin. 
in order to have this conversation with you. I'm being present in it. And she goes, oh my God, this is what the spiritual people talk about, about being present in the moment. And she goes, so I want to, I want to say something. She goes, I thought that the spiritual stuff about being in the present moment was like bull. It was just crap. And she goes, now I, I understand why. She says, I thought that self-development was crap. I thought it was ego. I thought it was people that were just into themselves. I thought they were all narcissists. Many of them are. And many of them, as you know, you know, we're debunking a lot of uh, self-development books in our book club that are written with awful cliches that people um, are left, you know, feeling very confused and more lost than when they started. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people talking a big game that aren't offering any helpful tools for people to move forward or truly know themselves. Mm-hmm. So she's not wrong. Mm-hmm. She just hasn't come across the right stuff yet. Yep. Yes. Or been feeling safe and secure enough to stay present for the good stuff. Yes. So when I checked in with the guides, because now we're getting at the very end of her session, she knows it and I know it. And I said, I'm just going to check in because we're running out of time. I said, "Um, I'm going to ask the guides what they want to tell you. And the guides said, the last thing that we really want to stress that just goes with everything that we've said is that we are encouraging her through doing her research to continue to be on her own. And yes, it's been a decade, but she hasn't spent a decade. She hasn't spent a minute in a decade trying to figure out who she is, even when she's in her own house by herself. She, in those moments, still tries to keep so busy with the radio on, the TV on, something going, I got to do, I got to go. She doesn't sit in her own skin. So even though she feels she's been single, she hasn't figured out how to be alone. And, and we're telling her that until she does, until she figures out how to be on her own, in her own skin and stay present in it, to figure out what she thinks and what she feels, she's not ready. She hasn't individuated. She hasn't grown to become herself yet. There's no point in finding a person because that man won't know who he's talking to and who he's trying to connect to because she doesn't bring it forward. She doesn't have the pattern yet to bring herself into a conversation. And she can ask her girlfriends because they will say the same damn thing that whenever they have conversations with her and they ask her how she's doing, what she's done in a day, she just says, good, good, good. And she, ah, and then she goes right into, and how are you? And what's going on with you? She does the same thing to her friends. She does the same thing. She does not engage. And until she sees the pattern and the girlfriends tell her she's good to go, she's not. So that was the last message given to her. And then at the very end of the session, she said to me, okay, she says, I want you to know something. I approached this today with the wrong intention. She says, with the wrong questions. She says, with the wrong attitude. And she says, and now I can, I'm sitting here thinking, holy shit, I can't believe you stayed in this conversation. She says, so I really want to thank you. She says, because I can see how I presented myself. And she says, I'm not proud of what I did at the beginning of this. I'm not proud of how I treated you. And I'm not proud of how I approached it. 
or how I approached the guides and how I came forward to say, tell me anything important and then how I treated you. And she says, I have a lot of thinking to do about how I'm treating everybody. Hmm. That's good personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very much. And that's it, Kelly. Like, we left, I think, on better terms than I thought we were going to. Well, yeah, and I mean, even though that, she, pardon me, even though she wanted the clear path at the end of this to be which arena on which day and which game, the clear path was how to go find herself. Yeah. And what, well, what better path can you be set on than that? Exactly. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlows. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.